uh, go ahead and stand up and do our confessions. We're going to roll this one. We'll get the offering at the end and all of that. All right, so we ready? Yes, sir. Father, I thank you in advance. That I am always changed by my time spent in worship and in the Word. I am a believer, not a doubter. Therefore, all things are possible for me. I recognize that it's not by my might, nor by my power, but by your Spirit working mightily in me. Which I overcome, overcome. any adversity adversity. I may face on our journey. journey. I'm not afraid afraid of what sickness can do to me. me. Because by your stripes, stripes, I am healed. healed. I'm not afraid afraid of financial lack. lack. Because all my needs needs are met according to your riches and glory. glory. Therefore, Therefore, I live out of your pockets. And not mine. Therefore, Therefore, I live out of your pockets. pockets, And not mine. mine. Hallelujah. And I cannot be overcome overcome by depression. depression, Because you have gifted me me with your peace peace, that passes all understanding. understanding, And you won't take it back. back. I am an overcomer. overcomer, Because you overcame. And I cannot be stopped. And I won't be stopped. I love you, Lord. Because you're a good, good father. You're a father to the fatherless. And no one has to go fatherless. Hallelujah. Give him a big shout. Everybody can be seated this morning. Um. I don't quite know. I know where I'm going. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know how far I'm going to go. Okay. Um, Amanda, you and Hannah stand up. Yeah, both of y'all just stand up. I'm using y'all for example this morning. Okay. This is your daughter. Right. Come around here. Y'all mind? You ain't gonna make her say nothing. Anyway, just face there. I'm gonna use y'all for a quick example. I'm gonna let y'all go back. Okay. Okay, so now, uh, this is her daughter. Alright? Her daughter, how old are you? I'm 16. 16. So everybody noticed that she's taller than her. Is that correct? <laughs> she's taller than her. Now, uh, uh, bring, bring the boy up here. Roll him up here. This dude, man. Okay. Okay, so, now you stay with him. Okay, so, this is her daughter. This is her son who likes playing with electronics and is very rude. Okay? That's just, that's just what he is. He's a rude dude, man. He, he would like throw his head back like he can't see you. I'm like, I still see you, dude. Okay, and this is, uh, her, her daughter that's in her belly. Perfect example this morning. Okay, so we got the, the whole scope of the situation. I'm not smart enough to work it out. God is good. Okay, so we have life. On the inside of this lady right here. Okay? So what happens is, at a certain point, the life comes outside. That's right. Right? After, after the life comes outside, it plays with mobile phones. <laughs> and it grows to be a, a, a young adult. Okay. Right? Now, she's bigger than her mama. But at one time... She was in the belly of her mama. Right? Then she, when she came out, now he's bigger, he would never fit back in there right now. Cause he's too big. Right? And well, it just go without saying, she ain't. It's, 
It's a wrap. Okay? But the point I'm trying to make is, is that at one point, both of these two were unseen. But that don't mean they wasn't in there. Okay? Both, both of these two were unseen, but that don't mean they wasn't inside the mama. So, but there came a time, and this is a principle, Genesis 8, 22 says, as long as the earth remains, there shall be seed time and harvest time. So there, there comes a time to where there's the growth, and then there's the bringing forth, and then there's more growth. All right? Thank y'all. Thank you. you can take your boy back over there. So the Bible says this. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is within. The kingdom of God is within. Now what is in the kingdom of God? What's in the kingdom of God? Everything is in the kingdom of God. Everything you need is in God's kingdom. And so the, if the Bible says that the kingdom of God is within and everything is in the kingdom of God, that means everything you need is already on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Right? But it's the same process. It may be in there, but you can't see it. But at a certain point, amen, if you work, this, this, this is what we just saw as a system of seed time and harvest. That's how all of us got here, seed time and harvest. Right? There are a number of systems that God has created to work, right, automatically. Uh-huh. And so, uh, understand something, just because you can't see, just the, the way the same principle of seed time and harvest worked in that situation, you put the word, or, or you accept Jesus and have the kingdom on the inside of you, then at some point, it's got to come out. Okay. Right, it's got to come out. If it don't come out, something's wrong. Correct. Right? So... Let's look at some stuff. Let's talk about systems for a little while before we just jump all the way to the end. God created systems, right, to make stuff simpler and function more efficiently. That's why we make systems. Uh, one system that God created, we talked about Genesis 8, uh, 22, seed time and harvest. The Bible says that God, God created everything with the seed within itself that has the power to reproduce. Right? That's why we don't, he don't have to come back and remake, he don't have to come back and make, uh, uh, trees over again because he, when he, he created the first ones, he put the seed on the inside of it so that all we have to do is replant, not remake. Right? We don't have to, we don't have to remake, we just have to replant. Okay? So God created that system. He created the system of the seasons. Right? We got four seasons of the year. Sometimes in Texas we don't see them all, but in some places they get to see them. All right? You got four seasons he created. And in each of these seasons, things are happening. You got the springtime to where stuff starts coming back again. Right? The green comes back on the trees. God did that. God made that season. Right? As human beings, God created seasons in human beings. I mean, uh, not seasons. Systems in human beings. And so I looked up some of these. Some of these, I, don't, I didn't even know there was a system. But the Bible says that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes, amen. God knew, knows what he's doing. So and some of the systems that God, we ain't going to go through them all. There's a bunch of them, right? You're full of systems. Yes, I am. Right? One of the systems is the circulatory system. Circulates the blood around the body via the heart and the arteries and the veins, delivering oxygen and nutrients to the organs and the cells and carrying waste products away. Speaking of waste products, we got the digestive system, <laughs> an excretory system. I ain't never heard them say it like that's good. That's a good way to say that. That's a good way to say that. Right? System to absorb nutrients and remove waste via the gastrointestinal. Tract, including the mouth, the esophagus, the stomach, and the intestines. It also eliminates waste in the body. Then we got the endocrine system. It influences the function of the body using hormones. Then we got the integument, and, yeah, what, yeah, what she said. Integumentary system, exocrine system, 
which is the skin, hair, nails, sweat, and uh, exocrine glands. We got the immune system, the lymphatic system, the mu- muscular system, the nervous system, because God called. The renal system, the urinary system, reproductive system, respiratory system, skeletal system. How many now y'all believe that God is a system God now? God created us with a bunch of systems working on the inside of us because systems make things function easily. We're going somewhere. Stay with me. I have showed you something before, right? Systems make things easy. And I've taught you something before. I taught you about uh, the repo principle. Anybody ever, y'all wrote that down? You remember what that means? R-E-P-O-H. Right? Repo. uh, Whatever you do repetitiously, it becomes easy. Whatever is easy, it's a pleasure to do it. Whatever things are pleasure, uh, give us pleasure, we do them often. And then they turn into habits. Repetition, easy, pleasure, often habit. Right? Repetition, easy, pleasure, often habit. So you can do anything if you will work hard at it. Right? There's nothing that you can't do if you won't put forth the work. This also works in the realm of faith. (coughs) Also works in the realm of faith. How did God tell us that faith comes? By repetition of hearing the word of God. So God has a system of developing faith, which is repetitiously hearing what he said. Systems make things easy. People want to try to go all those different kind of ways to to get stuff accomplished. The Bible says about faith, why why is the system of developing faith so important? Let's look at some things. We're going to go back over our faith basics again. Say, Pastor, you told us about these before. You didn't get them the last time I told it. You still ain't got it, so we keep going over. When are you going to stop telling us about this? When you get it? Come on. You ain't got it. I ain't 100% got it. That's why I keep going over it and over it. Right? Why is developing our faith so important? I'm going to show you something this morning that will sell you on this thing one time and for all. And if you listen to me, everybody in here this morning going to go out of here saying, whoa, yeah, this, this, is, this is a thing. Trusting God is a thing. Right? So let's, but let's go over our faith basis again, talking about the importance of faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Ephesians 2.8 says that we save by grace through faith. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Hebrews 11.6 says, but without faith it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Romans 1.17 says we are to live by faith. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written... The just shall live by faith. Galatians 5, 6 says that for in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Romans 12, 3 says, for I say, though the grace of the grace through the grace given to me, to every man that is among you, uh, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So every person is given the measure of faith. Hebrews 11.3 says that the worlds were framed through faith. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Now remember, tuck that one in your system because we're going to come back to that one. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are, which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Ephesians 6.16 says that faith is our shield. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Uh, Matthew 17, 20 says that a mustard seed worth of faith will move a mountain. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you 
shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence from yonder place and go, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. He didn't say I. He said you. Yes. Mark 5, 34 says, We are healed by faith. And he said unto her daughter, Your faith has made you whole. Come on. Your faith, not my faith. Your faith has made you whole. Acts 26, 18 says, We're sanctified by faith. To open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Philippians 3, 9 says that we may righteous by faith and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, of the righteousness of, of God by faith. We just got a few more on these. First John 5, 4 says that we victorious by faith. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. John 8, 31 and 32 says that we're made free by faith. And Jesus said unto those who believed him, if you abide in me and my word abide, and, and, and if you abide in, in me, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And if you shall, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Mark 9, 23 says that faith makes all things possible. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believes. So faith is crucially important. Crucially important. And we're talking about systems, we're talking about repetition, and the importance of systems and the fact that God is a systems God. If we look all around with everything that God did, that everything that God created, it makes sense that God, uh, again, it wouldn't be, well, put it like this. It wouldn't be very surprising if God created a system by which faith works. Right, right? So he says that faith comes by hearing. We, that's the system that you get faith by. It's by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We hear from God, we hear the word over and over and over and over. I want to tell you something. If you say, man... Some of this I understand, some of this I believe. I don't have to be sold on it this morning, right? But I do, I do have questions and concerns about the development of my faith. Let me tell you how you develop your faith. By hearing and hearing by the word of God. What happens too often is, is that you're too ready to try to exercise and to speak before you've done the hearing. Right? The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. Not out of the little bit. Mm-mm. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, so faith, because God creates systems and he created a system by which you grow faith, what you have to do to develop and to grow your faith is simply hear the word over and over and over again. That means find scriptures on what you're trusting and believing God for. Amen. Hear people preach, people that are annoying. Mm-hmm. Hear people preach and teach about faith. Or teach about the promises of God. Right? And if I sit down and I hear that over, 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 and I hear it over, and I hear it over and over, then I hear it over and over and over and over and over and over, then that's how you develop the abundance of faith on the inside of you. And then listen, you don't have to worry about talking about it because we do understand that your faith is released by what you say. You release your faith by your speech. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If I get enough of the word on the inside of me, it's going to generate faith. When my faith gets to a boiling point, it's going to come out of my mouth. Yeah. Right? I'm going to say what I believe. You already do it. If you go around and you speak negative, that the world, the sky is falling, and the world is caving in, and the end of the world is coming... That is because what that's what you put inside of yourself in abundance and you should be speaking out what your heart is full of. That's the way it works. That's right. If I want my faith to grow, I just shut up. Don't worry about saying nothing. Sit down and listen. Go to YouTube. Read your Bible. Find my podcast. Listen to somebody preaching, teaching the word of God. And you just keep taking it in. And you keep taking it in. And you keep taking it in. And you keep taking it in. And all of a sudden, the devil will come back and try to squeeze you like he did before. And something different is going to come out. Thank you, Lord. 
You sit around before a sickness, some nagging sickness been wrestling with you your whole life. You sit around before and you just, man, I don't know. You speak in doubt, fear, and unbelief. But if you fill yourself up with the word and you come and squeeze you, you're going to do the same thing that Jesus did. Meet him with the word. Yes, sir. When the devil came to Jesus, that's why Jesus did that. Listen, Jesus was simply working the system. We know he was cold. We can't take nothing away from him. Jesus was cold, but he was working the system. The Bible says that Jesus was the word made flesh. It wasn't nothing else going to come out of that. Wasn't nothing else going to come out. But we see that he was also human. He was God and he was human. And we see when he got in the garden of Gethsemane, he got squeezing. Yeah. Man, I don't know if I really want to do this. But what happened? Quick adjustment, but nevertheless, your will be done. Yes, sir. Right? Because that was what was in him in abundance. Yeah. Right? Now, I, I, I believe that we can be affected by people around us. We can be affected by people around us. And so Jesus had to live his, uh, you know, uh, three years or so of his life around them faithless disciples. That's probably where that little bit of hesitation came in at. But it's still in abundance. Right? So God has a system. If you take it in, you take it in. At some point, it'll come out. So we went over. God has systems. We're talking about the system of faith. Faith is very necessary for all of those things that we just went over. Our healings connected to our faith. Our salvation is connected to our faith. Our righteousness, our victory. All of these things are connected to our faith. Let's see where we're going to go. We may talk a little bit more about some systems. And then we're going to go to where we want to be at to wrap up the morning. Again, I want to I want to drive the system point home some more, a little bit more. Do you understand that God is so cold and so such a believer in systems that now at, once a week somebody comes and they clean up the sanctuary over here. They have a schedule, they have a list, and people come and clean up the sanctuary, right? Why? Because if they don't, the abundance of dust is going to collect. Uh, you know, uh, let me tell you what y'all do. Let me tell you what y'all do. You leave gum wrappers on your seat. That's what you do. Some of you stick your gum on the seat. Some of you do that. Right? And so we have to come behind you, and then your kids write on our envelopes. Your children write on our envelopes. You know that. They waste our money and write on our envelopes. So then we can't use that for no offering because your kids wrote on our envelopes. They drew. Now, it's, to you, it's artwork. To me, it's costing money. It's precious. Your kids are precious. But you bring them a tablet, one of them big cheap tablets to write on. You want your kids to draw a paper, draw pictures, get them some construction paper. One of them writing on our, our stuff. Now some of your kids have wrote on our, on our wood right there. Watch your kids. Watch your kids. Right? So, so we have to get people. That's funny, ain't Sherry? She know I'm telling the truth. So listen, we have to get people to come in here and fix that stuff, clean that stuff up after y'all. Right? And so God, the earth is the same way. You ever see somebody going down the road and finish eating a hamburger? Hey, out the window, right? But God has other bigger problems. The city got people to pick up the paper. But God have animals that get hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Bird flying across and, and, and in front of somebody's car and get hit. All on the ground, blah, 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 feathers a couple of times, then he, he lay it down. It's over with, Right? You got other animals that run, you know, armadillos or whatever, run across the road and get hit and roll over a few times. And, I, I can't breathe. They, they wrapped up, right? So you got what's called roadkill. God has a system to clean up the roadkill. You ever seen these big black birds called vultures? Crow, well, you're talking about a vulture. I'm talking about a vulture. Crow and a vulture. He used the crows too. Now the crows, these are, these are birds that go around the Bible tell you don't, don't eat these birds because these birds are the cleanup birds. Right? So God has a cleanup team and they wear better uniforms than the city workers do. You ever seen the coat on one of them crows if you just really look at it? Man. Yeah, it's like, it's a black blue. It's like a, like a, a sophisticated pearl. It's beautiful. Right? And you just see how they do it. They, they, they roll up like, and they, they be communicate. Johnny, you pick up that part. Right? <laughs> Freddie, you get that part over there. 
And then if, if somebody starts to take the other part, they start fighting. You know, back up. Right? It's mine. Get back. Right? And then if it's something real big, then they send in the vultures. Right? The vultures come through. One time we was living in Humble, and so we saw like nine or ten vultures. I took the pictures on somebody's house. I'm like, ooh, I don't, you know, might want to call First 48 over there and see what, what happened over there. You know, something, something bad may be happening in there, right? But but they come to clean up. We don't like them, and we think they're big and ugly, but they're on the cleanup team. Because God got a system. Right? So then, listen, once it, when, the, when, when, when Harvey come and drop all that water, right, we got to get that water out of here. So God said, look here, we're going to throw the switch. The sun's going to come up and get that stuff dried up. We're going to get everything going again. When it get too dry, the rain come down. God has a system to taking care of us. I want you to understand something too. This is something that I'm discovering, something I'm respecting more, that, that our bodies were created in such a way that they will, they will heal themselves. If you put the right stuff on that side of your body. Right? If you put the right stuff on that side of your body, food is literally like medicine. Right? Or it can be like poison. Right? And so, so again, depending genetically sometimes, we're genetically affected by things, I believe, and I can't prove it, I'm just saying this is what I believe, that other people, hey, certain person, my great-great-great-grandpa ate so terrible, and him and his wife, and they passing on to the kids, and now I'm running around here, can't, you know, I'm feeling, oh, you know, because I'm affected genetically. But what I can do is I can help take better care of myself, and then I can pass genetically along down my lineage. Right? Them folks was was not eating some of the preservatives and stuff that we eat today. And this ain't a food commercial. I'm fixing to go away from this quick. Right? But they wasn't eating preservatives like this when they was living them long years like that. Right? They was eating good stuff. Right? Even uh, a couple of generations or a generation before me, people still had gardens and stuff like that. Was, there was no chemicals in there. We got the seeds sticking in the ground, pull it out there and eat it. And so, you know, they lived and when they got older, they were strong and they wasn't feeble. They weren't eating some of the trash that we have to eat now. Right? So, again, God has created systems by which we can take care of ourselves. He, he made us great bodies, right? And then what happened? Man said because there are outliers and other things going on, we need a system to be able to fix each other up when somebody gets, gets broken. So then man has systems. Man has a system where you want to be able to fix people, you need to go to school. So the universities created a system by which you go and you take, they put all these classes. In your first year, you're going to take these classes. Second year, you're going to take these classes. You're going to take all these different classes. And by the time you finish, you will have the proper education to be able to cut people open and fix them up. Or reset bones or do whatever you kind of do, right? And so in every specification, there is some training. There is some learning. There's a system to do that. Right? Systems are all around us. Now, there's some people who say, well, you know, and everybody needs systems. Some people say, well, this person don't need a system. They may be some kind of an artist, whether they paint pictures or they make music or they produce some art in some form. And somebody say, well, this person's an artist. They sell their stuff online. They do not participate in a distribution system. You confused. And they do participate in a distribution system. It's called whatever online platform that they're selling their stuff directly from. <laughs> Facebook is a system. Right? All of these different platforms are systems that work a certain way. That's why you can go on there and click. When you go to the page, you can click, 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 and it tell you, come up with a username. Funky monkey. Right? <laughs> And come up with a password. Doo-doo-doo. You know what you just did? You just entered. Then they give you, what else do they give you before you can roll on that thing? They give you that thing. You got to check that box and say, I'm down with these rules. Yeah. Right? So what that is, is that's their system that describes it's how we roll. You mess up, we're going to kick you off the system. Right? We surrounded by systems. We like systems. Right? You like to go to your restaurant. You like to go to your favorite restaurant and eat, right? And I don't want to show up in that place and then one week my hamburger tastes like this and the next week I'm like, shoot, all this the last time. Why, why come it taste so different? Well, the chef, he decided to use some different seasons. He got up this morning and felt like he didn't want to be normal. He didn't want to be regular. He wanted to do something different. Yeah, right? I'm thinking, chief, you can't do that. You can't. I want. I came because I, I like that. And you can switch up the seasoning. 
Well, next week he might go back to the other way or he might try something else. I don't want that. I'm not going to go back over there for that. I want my stuff to taste it. Why do you think McDonald's roll like they do? That that quarter pounder with cheese ain't changed since I was a kid. Matter of fact, it might be some of the same cheese that they had in the back room. They don't change that thing. It don't change. Right? There's nothing wrong with systems and repetition. Brianna came to me and this whole thing, Brianna started this whole thing that we're talking about right now. She don't even know it. By asking me a question. I was in the restaurant and I was I was preparing the briskets to be smoked. And Brianna said to me, she says, you don't get tired of doing the same thing over and over and over again. And the first time in my life, I asked, this is the first time I ever answered that question with a no. I said no. It's the first time anybody ever asked me that or I asked myself. And I said no. Normally I say, yeah, I like to experiment with the seasonings. I was that type of person. I'm, I'm, I have an artistic side, and I, I like to create, and I like to make things. But I have come to learn and to respect that it is by repetition on. that one becomes great. Right. By repetition that one becomes great. The, 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 in the sports world, the news still is now the passing of Kobe Bryant, one of the greatest basketball players ever to play the game. What made him so great? Because his name was Kobe and he could jump high? No. There's some other dudes that do that. Matter of fact, we know a guy that his name is Kobe and he can jump high, but he's not on that level, not yet. Maybe he will be, right? But it was the, he was known for being a hard worker, for practice and the repetition that he put forth at, at what he had to do. His, his basic drills, knowing the game of basketball. Right? And that's what made him great. You listen to people, uh, sports figures that talk about, they train hard to be able to do better than other people, basic things, and once they conquer the basic things, they can add some other things to it. I have come to respect that because I learned that this is how winning is done. Winning is done through systematically functioning through a repetitious uh, uh, set of circumstances. When I go into the restaurant and I grab those briskets and I stick them briskets on the table, I have a system. Do I have a system, Ryan? I have a system. I'm going to do this first. I'm going to take them out the package. I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do that. Then I'm going to do that. And it's a wrap. And I do the same thing every time. We just hired a new man. He's a great worker. He's going to be a great employee. Got back there with him. This is how I do it. This is how I do it. This is how I do it. Okay, I got it now. <laughs> so it looked like he got it until one of the customers said, man, the brisket sure was good, but it was salty. So then I, I had to go over there and I said, well, let me, let me check this out. Ooh, God, it so is salty. But see, that's what repetition, when I, when I cook it, it's going to be the same every time. Let me tell you something. You want to know how, you want to know somebody else who did that to me with the briskets like that? Made them salty. A man came in there and a man told me, he said, this brisket, he said, man, it was so salty, it tastes like nothing but salt and season. That's what a man told me. And it was, and, and, and it happened one time before because somebody seasoned the briskets wrong and that somebody was me. About six months in the game, messed them briskets up. Repetition helps you to get over the things that, that you're not good at. It makes you get good over a period of time. Doing the same thing over and over and over again, that's how one becomes an expert. Russ, do you go and approach your work talking about, well, maybe. (laughs) Do you have a system, Jess, that every time you approach wrapping a vehicle, you employ that system? Might be some slight changes, but most of the time, and that's what makes it easy, don't it? Repetition, easy, Pleasure, often, and what do we have now? We have ourselves a habit. Yes, sir. Because I work a system. The same thing can be applied to your faith. If you make regular times in which you say, I'm going to read, I'm going to pray, I'm going to hang out with God, the system will work. Yes, sir. Why is it that myself and others can stand in front of you Matter of fact, let's, let's forget about the, the biblical knowledge. Why is it do you think I can stand in front of you and speak the way that I do? 
I have done it so many times. People, they ask me, they say, do you ever get nervous? No. Because it's automatic. I've done it so many times that I can do it in my sleep. Just give me the microphone and sit down. Watch me. Right? Now, at the speaking part. The spiritual part, I have to get, I get that where well, the speaking gift I get from God. But the spiritual part, if God don't show up, everybody in the world is trouble. But the speaking part, we went to Atlanta one time and there was a, a lady whose TV show we was on. And she flew us out to Atlanta, put us in the hotel room, paid me to come on the TV show. Right? And so we got there and this is her first taping of the show. And, uh, she, she had money and she had the platform to get on the TV, but she had never done TV before. I had done TV for years. Right? On TV every day. And so we got on the set and she locked up. <laughs> she was terrified. And, but I wasn't. And because I wasn't, now the night before, I come down with this fever in the hotel room. Got this fever. And I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I thank God that the Lord gave the wife the gift of healing and it works on me. Praise God. So she prayed. I got it together by the morning time. We got on the TV show and boom, boom, boom. We did the show. We got off of that. They cut the camera off. She says, oh my God, thank you. How did you do that? I said, this is what I do. This is what I do. I talk. I've done this for so many years. When I first started doing it, when I first got on TV and I first started talking, first started preaching, I was, I was not that good at it. Right? I had to go back and you know what I did? In addition to speaking, I learned to listen to myself. I go back and I listen. And that's how I learned that I didn't articulate my words as good as I thought I was when I was talking. Right? So I learned to do a better job with my articulation because of Listen to myself and repetition. So again, repetition, doing stuff over and over and over, it makes you good at things. It makes things work the way they're supposed to work. Let's do this. Let's get over here right now and maybe we'll start it today and maybe pick it up or finish it next week. Go to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Some of y'all are rocket scientists. And that's your problem. Because you feel like you don't need to. Once once I look at it one time, oh, I got it. Once I look at it one time, oh, I I don't need, I I got it. You ain't got it. How we know you ain't got it? Because because it's not reflecting that you got it in your life. That's how I know you ain't got it. Right? Now, uh, uh, some of the associate pastors... I think all of them that preach, they are, they're very great speakers and this and that and the other, but they haven't had the experience that I've had in ministry. Right? They haven't had the experience. Now, when, when, there's no difference when we talk from, from when they talk, it's good message, they're learning, and they're getting it, but they haven't been through what I've been through. They haven't been through what I've been through. 25 years of being in the ministry, you haven't, you haven't seen what I said, just, and it's not because I'm special, it's simply because of the repetition of doing this that I do. Right? And so, so they'll get it. But, but, but you can't get to a point when, when you're learning something the way you feel like you just know it all. How do, how would I know that? Because I've passed that way before. I, I got it. I got it. There was a woman, I told you this story before, prophet. She came one time, we was doing a meeting at a little hotel over here. And uh, so I got up and I was teaching about what I teach right, what I'm teaching now, uh, some, same stuff I teach right now. This was probably 15, 20 years ago. And she came up and she poked me in the stomach. And she said, hi there. And my pastor was there. He was, he was, he was upset for me. He's like, she shouldn't have did that to you. But I, the lady had prophesied stuff in my life. I know she loved me. And she prophesied stuff to me that was on point And it happened just like she said it did. But at that point, I was learning. I didn't know. At this point, there's more than just learning. I have seen it work. Amen. Okay? 20, 20 years later, I've seen it work. But in the beginning, yeah, I, I, I needed to, I thought I knew it, but I didn't know what I thought I knew. Right? What did I say? Go to Mark chapter 11? Yes, 
God's system. Let me get over there. Hold on. The same way that I'm talking about, one reason why I made that uh, the point or brought that up, what I just said, uh, was that that's the way we are a lot of times. A person that's been in church for a long time, and they may have, they may be highly intellectual, and so they feel like because they're intellectual and they pick up, you know, basic information, and they're able to to make it function rather quickly. I'm talking about earthly things. Uh, math, science, history, whatever you do about your job, you think because that you can pick that stuff up and you can work it real quick, that, oh, okay, the Bible's the same way. No, it's not the same way. It's not the same way. And faith is not the same way. Matter of fact, faith looks something like being out of your mind. That's Faith looks something like being out of your mind. And so I have a lot of people who are very smart but cannot operate in faith because they think they, they're smarter than God. Oh, I got this. No, you don't got this. You don't got this. Jesus had to seem a little out of his mind when he had to start having a conversation with a tree. He said, no, he didn't have a conversation with the tree. He just spoke to the tree. No, if you read it, the, he said it in such a way that the tree is telling him something. And he spoke back to the tree. Got to be a little bit out of your mind for something like that to happen. He said, he said, listen, no fruit come from you ever again. The disciples like, this is my man. I seen him heal some people, but today he's tripping. <laughs> Bet that. Bet that he's tripping today. Y'all see him work that? Cool, we're gonna give you credit because we seen you do that other stuff, but but you tripping right now. The man talking to trees. Pete. Peter probably said that. <laughs> this man talking to trees. Right? And so then, uh, how do we know it's probably Peter? Because Peter was the one the next day that came over there and said, yo, it happened. Yeah. What you Look, it happened like you said. So look, they walking back from, you know, coming back from where they was, passed by the tree again, and he, he had to go check it out. I'm not going to glance at it. I'm going to pass by and really check it. Yo, this it's dead. <laughs> Jesus not shocked. Right? Because he was working the system. Yeah. Right? What was the system? And he told him, he says, he says, don't be shocked, right? At the, what you see me do. He said, if you got faith as a mustard seed, you can speak to mountains and tell them to be uprooted. Because it's a system. Yeah. God's got a system. The system of the kingdom of God being within, released by faith-filled words. Hallelujah. It's a system. If you go to, somebody go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, then we'll come back over here to Mark 11. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Hebrews 11, verse 1. You already over there? What does it say? It says, 1 through 3. Faith, the reality of what we hope for it is the evidence of the things we cannot see. Keep going. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. Time out. What, ver- what, what version do you read? NLT. Okay, go away from that. Okay, what do you want to do? Go to NIV or NKJV. Read them same three again. Give me a He said, by faith, that everything that you can see in the world, that's how it was made. Through faith-filled words. What did God say in the beginning? God stepped out, the Bible says the Spirit was moving, and he spoke faith-filled words that caused everything that we see and everything that's going on to come to life. That was God's system. That's the system by, by which God creates. The same, same way when we brought the women up, we see, hey, look, 
there's something in the belly we can see or not, but we can't see no kid. We can't see no kid yet. So just because you can't see it don't mean it's not coming forth. Before you can see the knot. Right? All it takes for the woman is to, to have the set of circumstances to know something in my normal system is off. Yeah. Every, I have a system that every month I have a visitor. <laughs> I've got no visitor this month. Yeah. Right? Though we can't see anything going on the outside, the system change indicates that something is happening. So before you can see anything, it's already in there. And then guess what? As sure as as the person is going to be standing there later on, that 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 stomach is going to start to form because it's God's system of seed time and harvest. Amen. We 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 didn't we we wasn't meaning to. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to get pregnant. I, we didn't. The system. Whether you mean it or not, it's a system. I can testify to the system. We shocked. I ain't that I don't love you, but you were a surprise, Chief. But I shouldn't have been that surprised because the system, B. The system. And look, Haley got here because of the system. The system works. Oh yeah. Systems provide accountability. You know what he say? Systems provide accountability, right? And in some cases, we ain't we're exempt from accountability. Therefore, boom, 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 they got the results of the no accountability of the system. Good work. Yes, sir. The system is gonna work if you subject yourself to the circumstances. If you go along with the system, right? I'm gonna give you a system. If I jump in water, what's going to happen to me? I'm going to be wet. No matter what I say, I don't want to be wet. I don't want to be wet. I don't want to be wet. It's a system. (laughs) If I jump in the water, I'm getting wet. God got a system by which things are created, right, or which he creates, and it is the system of inside out. Mm -hmm. The kingdom of God is within. I release what is already on the inside of me through faith-filled words. Okay, I still don't believe me. That sounds good, but man, go to Mark chapter 11. Let me stop playing with y'all and go to lunch. Go to verse 11. 11, 11. Oh, boy, I'm telling y'all, man. And Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple, and so he had looked around at all the things uh, as the hour was already late, and he went to Bethany with the twelve. Uh, verse uh, 12. Now the next day, when they had come out of Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing afar off a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. And he came to it, and he found nothing but leaves. For it was it was not the season of figs. In the response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat from you ever again. Okay, now one thing about it, this is the King James Version. It says it was not uh, the time for figs yet, and yet is italicized. So uh, italicized means that they're kind of filling the blank on that. But if it had leaves on it, whether it was the end of the, the, end of the season or beginning of the season, there should have been some figs on that thing. All right? And his disciples heard it. Verse uh, 15. So they came to Jerusalem. And Jesus went into the temple and he began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables and the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry wares, to carry wares through the temple. And he taught them saying, it is not, it is not, is it not written, written, my house shall be called the house of prayer for all the nations, but you have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and the chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him, for they feared him, because all the people were astonished at his teaching. When the evening had come, he went out of the city. Verse 20, he says, Now in the morning, now in the morning, as they passed, watch this. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree and it dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, remember I said Peter, I told you, remember that. Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look. The fig tree which you cursed, it withered away, just like you said. 
Jesus, now Jesus is going to start breaking down the system. Verse 22. So Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say unto you that whosoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says shall be done. He will have whatsoever he says. Therefore, I say unto you that whatsoever things when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Jesus said, don't, don't be shocked. It's just a, I just worked the system. Uh-huh. The tree is withered up from the root. He was excited. Jesus said, I worked the system. I, I spoke to it. Spoke faithful words to the tree. Right? And the tree did what I said it was supposed to do. Then he went on to say, hey, have faith in God. If you say to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. Right. And it'll be done for you. We just read Hebrews. Go back over to uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse one through three. Read verse three again. Watch the system. What this is God's system. Hebrews 11, verse three says, by faith, we understand that the worlds during the successive age were framed, fashioned, put in order and equipped for their intended purposes by the word of God. So that we, so that what we see was not made out of things which are visible. Jesus said, I have a system to make things come from the unseen to be seen. I I, I use my words, I use faith-filled words to cause things to come out of me and to come to where you can. He said, things. I have a system by which I speak faith-filled words. Go back to Genesis chapter 1. He told us this the system been working since the first system we ever saw, really, mm-hmm. in the beginning of the Bible. Genesis chapter 1, starting in verse 1. Go ahead and read that one. You're doing a good job. Read. <laughs> in the beginning, God prepared, formed, fashioned, and created the heavens and earth. Keep going. The earth was without form, and it was an empty waste. And darkness was upon the face of every great deep. The Spirit of God was moving, hovering, and roaring over the face of the waters. And God said... Stop. Very, very first system we ever see was God creating with words. First system we ever saw. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, speaks the same thing. When God first started, he worked this system. Everything we can see, everything that exists was created from faith-filled words. Right. Jesus told him, don't be surprised. I'm just working the system. Well, I have the power of God on the inside of me. I release the power of God on the inside of me through my faith filled words. And it's not just for me to do that. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you would say, yes, sir. It's a system. That's why it works. Well, some may some here may be saying, but it don't work for me, though. That's why it don't work for you, though. Some in here may be saying, but it don't work for me, though. That's why it don't work for you, though. Because you're saying it don't work for you. You're using the system. Your system system working fine for you. You're getting exactly what you're saying. You're getting what you're saying. If you say it don't work for you, it's working for you. You just don't understand it's work. It's working because you won't shut up. Because you're too smart. But I can't, I can't say something. I can't say something that I don't have. If I'm broke, I'm broke. That's why you're broke. He didn't say say what you have. He said you have what you say. The Bible says that God calls those things that be not as though they were. I told you before, what does the word call mean? The word call means to summons. He's not identifying it. He's calling it. It means he's saying, come. Yes, sir. If I'm broke, I need to be saying, money come. Money come. Or finances come. I need to be speaking what he said, what what he said about my finances. If I'm sick, I don't need to keep telling everybody, I'm so sick. I'm sick. I'm sick as a dog. Them people that every year, whatever uh, thing that come through in the air, they get it. <laughs> like clockwork. Every year. I'm not available for that jump. No, sir. 
My, my body literally gets confused when the start, cold start to come. I'm confused. Like, what's, what's happening? This is, I'm sniffling, I'm choking. I don't understand it. Because I got in the habit, repetition, easy pleasure, often habit. I got in the habit of saying, by the stripes, I'm here. I am alive today because I invoked his word over my life. That's why there was no coincidence. My wife got up. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. He didn't say it won't be formed. He just said it won't succeed. My, my, my confession saved me from having a heart attack and dying. Because this is what I say. This is what I practice. This is what I put forth. Yes, sir. Some people just, some people are, are never gonna get it. You're talking about name it and claim it. Whatever you want to call it. And if it don't work for you, it's not gonna stop me. Because it's working for me. Amen. It's working. I prayed for a year and a half. One year and a half. We're just talking about natural things. We're talking about the way men think. A year and a half that God would take us to the place. And when I say I prayed, I didn't say, oh God, please take us to the place. We don't know what to do right now. We need you to take us. No, I said, God, you take us to the place that you got for us. And every time I would pray after that, I would thank him. I said, God, I thank you that you're taking us to the place you got for us. I sat down with my, my phone and I have my list of my confessions that I already asked God for. And I thank God I agree with God because when he said, we just read it. When I pray, believe I receive. That's God's system. Yes, sir. Believe you receive. And lo and behold of my doing, I thought I'm going to New York City. I made two plane flights out to New York. Lo and behold, they're having meetings without even consulting me about this church. They got meetings. And then all of a sudden the district president called me. Hey. What do you think about this? I don't know why I never thought about that before. But the Lord working behind the scenes because I'm agreeing with what he said because it's his system. Yes, sir. Believe that you receive. Speak faith-filled words and believe you receive. And so you know what? That brought me to Cleveland. Now, I'm going to talk to you on the natural side of things right now. I know guys who have been pastoring for excess of 20-something years that are still in a storefront. They have no building to hold their church services in. 20 some years. And here's me, don't even, I don't even want to be a pastor. God told me, he said, I want you to go pastor. That's when I started praying that prayer. A year and a half. When he said, I want you to go pastor, go get your credentials back with the Assemblies of God, I want you to go pastor. Okay, God, I'll do whatever you say. Because if you want me to be a pastor right now, that's what I'm going to be. If you want me to evangelize right now, that's what I'm going to be. You want me to do missions right now, that's what I'm going to be. You want me to be a businessman, whatever you want me to do, that's what I'll do. And so then I agreed with what he tell me to do. And so I've got pastor friends of mine that I, that have never came out here to see we ain't coming. The dude ain't even a legitimate pastor. <laughs> I done heard about the place. He's not a legit, legitimate pastor. How, how do you do that for him like that? Because it's the system. It's the system. And I look at it working every facet of my life. I work hard. I work all the time. I want, a, I want, a, I want a new car, God. But you don't got no money. We don't worry about that because God got a system. Uh-huh. Believe you receive, right? Don't start counting money, right? Don't start counting money. Praise God for my wife. She feeds me almost every day because she got money. She got money. I'm not worried about how I'm going to eat because somebody's going to pay for it. If I ain't got nothing, Pastor Eli, somebody going to, they got me. I don't have to go ask them, would you please take care of me? No, I just roll and sit down and eat. I just roll and sit down and eat. I learned that God got a system and it don't involve my money in the beginning. It involves my faith. Yes, sir. I learned to work my system. The kingdom of God is within. I learned to work the system. And until you, you, listen, it don't cost you nothing to believe. If God has put something in your heart that involves property, that involves what vehicles, that involves whatever you need, it don't cost you nothing to go over there and touch it and say, God, I think this is the one I believe I received. Yes, sir. I've done that with not having a dime in my pocket. I believe I received. I'm going to finish with this. Your faith is the most important thing to you as a believer. 
Because that's how God supplies all your stuff. If there's a routing number and an a, and account number to your spiritual bank account, that's your faith. That's how God gets you what you need. Now he said, of the woman with the issue of blood, she said, if I can just, I believe if I can just come behind and touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. He said, daughter, your faith made you whole. The centurion man said, Jesus, I don't need you to, to come to my house. I just need you to speak the word only. Jesus said, I haven't seen so great faith. Jairus was headed to his house and they got over there and they told him that, uh, why trouble is not master? Your daughter is dead. Jesus said, fear not, believe only. Yes. Fear not, believe only. Now, if I, if I was making this stuff up and it wasn't written in the Bible and I'm not slanting it no type of way, read it for yourself. Yep. Unbelief is the greatest plague and the most destructive plague that is killing the body of Christ right now. Unbelief. That's how the devil stops you. When the last time you seen the devil step out in front of you with a pitchfork and say, I'm finna get you. You don't see him do that. He don't have to do that. He can just put seeds in your mind and make you not believe God. Because you understand that's how you get from God, you believe. He can shut your belief system down. Well, see, they, they left out of church all fired up. I'm fixing to flatten the tire. I'm going to get him up and throw him off. I'm going to cause some kind of catastrophic thing to happen. You know, leave out of church, bank account still ain't adjusted, everything's still going bad, this, that, and the other, and get you back off of that. The Bible says that Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises of God. Faith and patience. Might not happen immediately, but you got to hang in there with it. You got to hang in there with it. But if you won't buy that, then, then God's... Now, you can get rich without God. You can do things without God. But everybody can't do that. Everybody don't have that skill set. Right? So if you're one that don't have that skill set and you need God, this is how God's going to do what you need him to do. Amen? I think we're full. Everybody want to go to lunch? Let's stand on our feet right now. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you today for what you have said. We thank you for what you've spoken. We thank you for your examples. We thank you for your system. That you're a system, God, and you created the system of believing, of increasing our faith through hearing the word. And you created the system of speaking our faith or releasing our faith through speech. Jesus, you demonstrated this system. And you told the disciples, don't be shocked, don't be surprised. That if when you pray, you believe that you receive, you shall too have what you pray for. Now in our life, we may not need to shut down trees or curse trees. We may not need to do that. But we sure have bills that need to be shut down. We sure have sickness that we encounter that needs to be shut down. And so, God, this is your system by which that you get things to us that we need. And some of us may say, I don't have need of anything, but your neighbor may. That you continue to tell, no, that I just have enough for me. I don't have enough for you. And so, God, I pray that in the hearing of what we talked about this morning, that people will go, they'll take it away, and they will they will meditate on it. Again, you don't have to start thinking. You don't have to start speaking it until you get it. You don't have to start speaking until you get it, people. You just continue to listen. You just continue to hear. You doubt what I say? Go read the scriptures that we went over this morning, unless you didn't write them down. If you didn't write them down, that's on you. And again, that's part of your problem. Because you don't value the scriptures. And so God has a system to go along with that, too. That you get out of something what you put into something. He said, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. So God, we thank you. I thank you for your system of seed time and harvest. I thank you for your system of when I am in a jam that I can apply the principle of my confession of, of your word and release my faith through speech and see things turn around. Yes, Father. I thank you. For that. I thank you for that. 
And I thank you, God, just like McDonald's makes that hamburger the same way every time. If I go into a situation believing I receive, it may take a year and a half, but I'll wind up where I'm supposed to be. Because that's your system. Because that's your system. And Lord, I pray for these that are here that are working your system. That God, we confess that they hear the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of the stranger, they will not follow. That Lord, that we will value what you say, we'll value your word over anything else. We'll trust what you say over our emotions, over our feelings, over circumstances, that we'll trust what you say. We'll trust what you say. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You can be seated.